The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and available wherever uh, fine podcasts can be found. It's Monday, man. I was going to say, I was going to say wherever five podcasts can be found. Wait, we have five podcasts now? I don't know, apparently. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a great way to support Going In Raw. We got a bunch of new patrons from over the weekends. I'm going to read their names right now because from $1, and you would be stunned at what $1 can do for Going In Raw. It goes a long, long ways. For $1, you get at least, you get a shout out. You also get the show ad-free. Uh, and I've noticed a bunch of people are taking advantage of the uh, the ad-free RSS feed that we offer yes. as well. You get the uh, all the shows uh, ad free in the R and you get your own RSS feed. Uh, so yeah, let's see here. It's good value. It's a, it's best value. Great value. Maybe, uh, let's see here. Ethan Benjamin, Gordo Loco, El Mesqueto, uh, the caveman, Ken Voss Williams, uh, Andre Lamas, Joshua Bromer and Shane Wareham. Thank you so much for Thank your you support. We definitely, definitely appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. So yeah. Anyways, how was your weekend? Busy. Yeah. Did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch? I hope you got a chance to watch. I took notes here, so I hope so too. Well, good. Blackpool. What a crowd. Yeah. It was a really good crowd. Huge crowd. So that's awesome. Well, not huge, but huge in noise. Yeah. Huge in volume. Enthusiastic crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. So anyways. How uh, was your weekend? It was good. It was lazy, man. It was great. I didn't do nothing. No. Pretty awesome, man. I haven't had a lazy weekend in a long time. I don't mean to like rub it in your face or anything. Really, why don't you just, just take a lazy weekend, dude? I because do. I have two young children, I can't take a lazy weekend. I have uh, one young child, and I've got uh, several teenagers. Yeah, I'm still able to take lazy weekends. Well, I am not. That's great. <laughs> now it's actually kind of cool because like my uh, my uh, my in laws and then my parents, they both just they just swing by and grab her <laughs> on the weekends. It's kind of awesome. I'll be honest with you. Anyways, enough about that. I started watching the Royal Rumble 92. Uh, let's do a couple announcements first. Yeah, Number we one. got a watch party. So tomorrow, I know a lot of you have been waiting for this. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's going down. Yeah. The, t- the first round of TV tapings for W. Steve W. are happening tomorrow over at our Twitch channel mm-hmm. at around noon 30 or so Pacific, 3.30 Eastern, probably mm-hmm. around that mm-hmm. time. That sounds about right. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. going to do at least, I'll probably do like three episodes and maybe jam in four in. I don't know. We'll see how much time I have. I don't want these things to be like an hour long. I think mean like a 40, 40 minute. 35 long. to 40 minutes. 35 to 40 to minutes is good. The sweet spot. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So we got that going on tomorrow. That's very exciting. Uh, and then Friday, 
We've got Watch Party, uh, which is going to be going down Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Correct, correct. Noon Eastern. And it looks like Rumble 92, correct? Royal Rumble 92. We're going to be watching that and then doing a recap of going in raw view of it immediately following. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing you get, I just noticed uh, as you're scrolling through the Patreon here, on the Patreon at the $1 mark. So some of the streams that we do on Twitch are a little too racy for YouTube's demonetization system. So, for example, we tried to beat Towers again this past Friday. Oh, wow. That went well. It didn't go well at all. We didn't win a million dollars. Although uh, 2K Games did tweet out a picture of an amphibian man. Yeah, that was neat. Uh, And apparently he did beat the 15 competitors in the gold AJ. So he's going to be cutting some sort of amphibian promo. And then hopefully he'll be taking on AJ Styles. That'd be something else. I'm rooting for that guy. Yeah, Much more than you or I. Yeah, yeah, me too. I want the amphibian guy to win. Same here. Uh, and but you know, there's a lot of curry there, because there's so much frustration going on in the oh, towers. So much, so much. Uh, a lot of cursing. It's not going to be on the YouTube for one dollar on the Patreon. We just kicked it there. If look, if you don't want to do it, if you can't do it, it's totally fine. You're yeah, not totally missing cool. anything. No, you're not really missing. Much you're not missing anything. It's just further and evidence think, that we're terrible at video games. I think for sixty days, it's still on our Twitch feed, anyways. Yeah. But if you know, you just want to watch it on a YouTube video if that works for you. Plunk in a dollar and you can watch it. Yeah. You're not missing anything though. Yeah. So we're not at, we're not we're not pay I mean, we're not really paywalling it. You have plenty of opportunities to watch it free gratis. Well, this is like a timed thing. Yeah. What's the opposite of a timed exclusive? Well, I guess it is a timed exclusive, but it's working the opposite way it usually is. Timed exclusive. Because it's, it's 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 not a timed exclusive now, except when the, the it goes away from Twitch, then it will be an exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like a immediate. ticking time bomb exclusive. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah something like that. Joe Juarez here in chat says, "Hey, oh, Triple H knows how to put on a good product." If possible, check out Fantastica Mania from New Japan and CMLL. Some good lucha things. Did he? Did he do Fantastica Mania too? I don't think so. I don't think he's involved with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling at all. You sure about that? Pretty sure about that. What yeah. about CMLL? He's a he's a guy who likes history. Anyways, let's talk about something that Triple H was in fact a part of, and that was Heyo NXT. Hold on, WWE NXT UK Takeover Blackpool. Correct. Right. Say it, the full title. Right? The full yeah. title. It was a fun show. Oh, this was a blast. This is an early contender for show of the year. Um, There's only been two. Yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> That's only why. Been two shows. I'll be honest with you, though. Pay-per-views. This I'm going to get a lot of crap. I'm on a lot of heat from this. Why? I, I kind of prefer this over Wrestle Kingdom, to be honest with you. Uh, there are two different things, and I acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But my personal predilections le- uh, lean towards this. That crowd was hot, yeah, man. Yeah, it was really hot crowd. You could, tell that you could tell it felt like, and especially like, and you could be cynical and say, oh, this is probably a directive from the company. But like so many people are on, so many wrestlers are on Twitter saying, man, what a huge moment for the UK scene yeah. for, you know, for British wrestling to get to this point. Uh, and man, I, I kind of feel that. I really do. I wish I was there. Couldn't make it. It's too far away. Who, who's got time for that? I kind of feel like you just want to move to somewhere in England. I do. Factually. All right. All right. That is totally true. Um but yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, the crowd was huge into it. Mm-hmm. How did you like Mustache Mountains? Number one, what was your match of the night? It wasn't the best match, but I think the most fun match might have been Eddie Dennis and Dave Mastiff. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, it was. It was to the point. <laughs> Eddie Dennis, this looks like me, like six inches taller in terms yeah. of his body, but he's strong, man. He's, he's surprisingly strong. He's a, he could. He could kind of manhandle a Mastiff. Yeah. And, that, and Mastiff is just a big round. Like, how, he's just so unwieldy. 
you know, like, yeah. try to pick that guy. Yeah, up. he what tr- he picked him up for two razor's edges, only hit one of them, and then did like the Cass's old finisher on three yeah. steps. That was pretty impressive. I love the uh, the cartoonish uh, wiggling of his legs. Oh yeah, when his trying legs to, were about to give out, <laughs> trying to sell that. Here's the problem with that: it freaks me out because he's so. He's so lanky. I know. I feel like anything's going to snap at any well, moment. Well, yeah, the problem is, like, wiggling the legs like that, it, you know, it puts some stress on the knees that probably isn't there otherwise. Yeah. So this w- one wrong step while trying to sell that, you can't hurt your knee. <laughs> I know. I know. Potentially speaking. I what, loved what it. Was, what was your top match? Uh, I'm I'm legitimately, like, I'm... Uh, you torn? No, I'm, oh. I'm actually kind of... Uh, I'm stunned that you chose that as your... <laughs> I didn't say it was the best. I thought it was the most fun, though. <laughs> Because I love, dude, I love Eddie Dennis. There's so many people that I've grown to just absolutely love in the UK scene. I'm really happy. I, I just, I want to say this though. I do think that I, I'm I'm really happy that like the, uh, well, there's two things. It seems like they're probably going to go back to weekly shows, like so. one one per week. Yeah. Because I think then it's like regular NXT. It just makes you want it more. Mm-hmm. You know, it really mm-hmm. makes you appreciate yeah, it more. Yeah, two a week were a lot. Um, I thought for me, match, I mean, it was the main event. It was the main event. I, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of, I know it was a big mark out moment. Walter showed up. Yeah. To me, it almost kind of took away from that main event though. I thought that main event was so great and it built up and it really did a lot. I thought for, even though he lost for Joe Coffey mm-hmm. and then Walter showed up and, and it just sort of, I don't know. Like it was, yeah, it was a big mark. It was like, oh, well, number one, I was out of the room because I, I fell for the copyright. You can't do but that on an NXT show. I do show, that every time. You can't do I that know. for an NXT show. And then I got back and I was like, oh, whoa, cool. Because it was already in the Nigel doc. And I looked at my Twitter. I was like, oh, man, I totally missed that one. I went back and watched it. I was like, that was cool. But, man, I really love that main event. And I good. think, And I think, I mean, what happened is what we figured would happen. Or we figured Walter would be in the audience or something. And I think not dropping that title of coffee, I think there's still a big problem. I just, you, you have Pete Dunn, who's like unbeatable. And you have Walter, who's like super unbeatable. And then there's nobody else. There's nobody else. Um, well, they're emulating what they've done on the main roster, essentially, is rely on names versus developing new talent. Well, you've got, like, I, I think another, like, one thing that they've, besides that, because I think they've actually done a pretty good job developing the talent. It's just pushing them to the level. No, I get, you're kind of right then, I guess. Yeah. And then they've also got, like, now Walter, he's going to be kind of like a Brock guy, which mm-hmm. is another thing they've done on main, mm-hmm. where that title's going to be absolutely impossible. So you sort of stop caring because they're going to do the same thing. If they do the same thing they did with Pete Dunn, where it's like you build up a guy over a short period of time, dump him in there against Walter, Walter chops the crap at him and then Walter wins. Yeah. It's just going to be all these little tiny guys. And then when Travis banks, probably, you know, if he actually does take it from Walter, that'd be fascinating. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be booking Walter as a bad guy or a good guy though. I don't know. Either. Or if he's just going to be like that mean guy. Or if guy. he's just going to be Walter. He's going to be Walter. Yeah, the yeah. guy who likes to turn people's chests in the hamburger, which I'm not huge on either. I don't know. I'll, I got to watch some Walter matches to like really, to really. We've get seen it. a Walter match live, right? Yeah, against Keith Lee. Yeah, it's probably really good too. It was pretty good. My memory not good. Anyways, let's kick things off with Mustache Mountain. How'd you like those? Uh, that bulldog inspired cool uh, man tights. Some new really tights cool. for Mustache Mountain. It was weird seeing Ooh. him wear pants because I've never seen him wear like ring pants before. I mean, pants I've seen him wear obviously. Tyler tight, Bate, tight leather pants. Tyler Bate yeah. especially seems to like his tight leather, tight pleather pants. So I was cracking up when they showed all the pictures from the performance center, the UK performance. Oh center. yeah, it was British strong style, and Rhea Ripley were wearing like probably what they normally wear, <laughs> right. and everybody else had to wear the the NXT UK 
branded shirts. But of course, like Tyler Bate and Trent Seven just dressed to the nines, and especially to, like Trent Seven looks like a proper English gentleman. He's a, got the long a coat, business long guy. overcoat, scarf, yeah, like yeah. a Peaky Blinders guy. Yeah. The other uh, Tyler Bate though, he's he's about to go to a club. Yeah, like, like in the seventies too. <laughs> With the yeah, tight right. pants, like he's got a polyester shirt, some yeah. sort of floral print. You just on need it. some like white powder on his nose, and he'd mm-hmm. be the 1970s, mm-hmm. right there. And it's, you know, only buttoned halfway up. Yeah, I love it. Because the thing great. is, like personality-wise, he's not that guy. Personality-wise, like he's not flashy. Doesn't seem like it. he's just so understated. Mm-hmm. But then what he wears, mm-hmm. it's interesting juxtaposition there. Anyways, they took on, of course, Liverpool's number one tourist and Liverpool's number one, one. tourist guide. Uh, oh, that sign someone had it said Liverpool's number two, and it was Zach Gibson's head popping out of a toilet. That was great. That was great. That's good. Well-placed potty humor. James Drake had a new jacket. Yeah, Zach, they both had new uh, new tights. Yeah, they're, were they camo? They looked yeah, camo Yeah, camo with some gold uh, uh, writing and, and, and design stuff on it. Uh, Gibson still had that same jacket. It might be his only jacket. I wonder if he ever washes that. I would hope so. Or it was just like, he's Zach. Anyways, I mean, he only seems to wear it, you know, to and from the ring. Yeah. Well, just to the ring, from the ring, he doesn't wear it. So that's, that's what true. a minute. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, if you were to wear something two minutes every day, how often would you wash it? I I wear this at least three days a week. This flannel, and I'm in here. Sometimes it's really hot. I don't want to wash it. I'm gonna sit over there. Oh, look at that big zit on your neck. That hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that good. sucks, man. Yeah, I'll thanks for that. pointing that out, by the way. No, I can't see it. It just, I'm looking at it. It looks like it hurts. Like it's, it's like when Adam Cole had that weird giant lump on yeah. his head. Glad he got that taken care of before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That seemed like a necessity before going to Maine. Did you watch the Nidal doc? No, I didn't have time. Oh, I didn't watch this till last night. It's heartbreaking. It is flipping the heartbreaking. I imagine it was concussions that knocked him out, right? Yeah. And then there's like a bit from his documentary that he made about himself, which is super depressing, um, about his retirement tour. Yeah. And uh, number one, they show footage from his like final match, and it's like maybe fifty people there, which is crazy. And then, uh, and then he wakes up, and it's the night. The next night is when Daniel Bryan won, cashed in, and won the World Heavyweight cha- Championship. Oh wow! And Nigel like gets up, turns on the camera, and he says, "Daniel Bryan just sent me this text, and it's like a really nice text. Hey, they just put the title on me. I wish you were here." And he's like, "So it just goes to show, never stop chasing your dreams, kids. You'll get there." Oh wow. <laughs> It's so depressing. That's a bummer, man. Anyways, Mustache Mountain versus, uh, what do they call them? The Grizzled Young Veterans? Grizzled Young Veterans. Young yeah. Grizzled Veterans. Yeah. Uh, Trent Seven got busted open. They tried to say it's from a James Drake forum, but I don't know if that was what it was. Because he was bleeding like on the back of his head. Somewhere back here. Yeah, when they replayed it, it looked like the, the, looked like the elbow oh. grazed the back of his I head. I it did. I thought it looked like it hit him square in the cheek. Anyways. This is a really fun match. Though. It was a fun match. Was really it was, fun. as opposed to some of uh, Mustache Mountain's other really good tag matches, this one kind of really took its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave this a lot of time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a killer opener. Um, uh, Tyler Bate, um, he kind of did his next spot but earlier on, but mm-hmm. instead of uh, just like supporting the weight of Zach Gibson or James Drake, mm-hmm. you know how to accurately describe this. So he was on his neck doing a neck bridge with James Drake. No, Zach Gibson trying to hold him down. And so rather than just used the bridge to keep his shoulders off the mat. He did that and then somehow turned his entire body over. So using his his abs, put his legs up and flipped over Zach Gibson. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's in, some incredible core strength right there. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Pretty incredible. Me and Tyler Bate, strong dude, big strong boy, uh, hit the airplane spin on both James Drake and Zach Gibson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. simultaneously. 
Um, there was a lot of kickouts of finishers in this pay-per-view. Yeah, I liked it. A I lot. liked it. That was good. A lot. Um, Trent Seven hit a burning hammer on Zach Gibson. James Drake breaks up the pin. And then uh, Mustache Mountain's going for their finisher. So you got Trent Seven, Dragon Sleeper, at the ready on James Drake. Uh, Tyler Bate doing his rebound off the ropes into Lariat. Zach Gibson intercepts Tyler Bate as he bounces off the ropes. Ticket to ride. Um, uh, shortly after, we see a, a suplex from Zach Gibson, 450 from James Drake. Trent Seven kicks out. Is Trent Seven going to win a match sometime, or at least not eat the pin? He's like the Carl Anderson of Mustache Mountain. <laughs> right. He eats pins all the time. Yeah, you think of them as like a super winning tag team. Yeah. But yeah, he's and Trent always Seven's always losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about that doomsday device? That uh, Oh, that suicide dive was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Um, Zach Gibson locks in Shankly Gates on Trent Seven. Tyler Bate goes and tries to break it up. James Drake intercepts him again. Uh, eventually turns it into a Shankly Gates for himself. Yeah. Tyler Bate powers out and breaks up the other Shankly Gates with a Death Valley driver. Yeah, that was a great visual. Both uh, Mustache Mountain uh, in Dire Straits right there. Yeah, good. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then Drake does kick out of... Because uh, Trent Seven's really selling the arm, so he can't get both arms up for the Dragon Sleeper. He's only doing it with one. They hit their finish. Um, but James Drake kicks out. Seven goes for a seven-star lariat. Uh, Drake ducks it. Um, hits a suicide dive while Tyler Bates in doomsday device position on top of Zach Gibson's shoulders. Takes Tyler Bates out of the match. Um, and then uh, Drake pins Trent Seven after a ticket to mayhem. Your very first NXT UK. I loved it. Champions. I loved. I loved the character stuff going on here. I loved when there was that moment when uh, Gibson realized that it was after the Doomsday Device suicide dive thing. Um, <clears throat> when he sort of realized, oh man, we have both these guys out and we're both up. Get your butt up and get mm-hmm. roll Trent Seven in there and let's mm-hmm. finish this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really really. There was cool another time where Zach Gibson had the advantage on the outside and he was yelling at James Drake and James Drake ran over and kicked somebody. Uh, I loved early it. On the I, match. Like that kind of stuff I, I, I can't get enough of. I think it's really, it's just a sense of urgency right mm-hmm. there. Makes you feel like it makes it just, it makes you feel like they don't know what's happening. You know, like, Oh, this is all on the fly. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. best kind of wrestling. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's all I want. Um, but yeah, of course the crowd was huge into this match too. Of course, plenty of great Gibson chance, anti Gibson chance, shoes off, stand up. All that stuff. You yeah, you weren't standing up or taking your shoes off. Now, my shoe was firmly on. Well, if you're at your house, I'm guessing you didn't have your shoes on. No, but spiritually, they were super on. And I was sitting down the entire time. I do not hate Zach Gibson. I think he's Liverpool's. And now he is NXT UK's number one tag team guy anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, good looking champions right there. I think that's good fantastic. looking belts too. Those belts look great. <clears throat> yep. Uh, next, we had a, a video. Something happened apparently earlier in the day. Is Travis Banks was walking into the, uh, the Empress venue. Ballroom? Yeah, and he got uh, he got a, there was a sneak attack, a sucker punch from a well, it was just a pounce from a Jordan Devlin. So he came in and started uh, attacking Travis Banks. Uh, Banks was selling a knee injury. So up, up next was that match: Travis Banks yeah. versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, Banks came out; he was still selling it. Uh, and then uh, before the bell even hit. Suicide dive. Suicide dive, yeah. And he starts laying into Devlin on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devlin, they work their way down to the ring steps area. Devlin evades a move from Banks, sends Banks into the ring steps, and then a chop block from Jordan Devlin, um, followed by a bunch of stomps on the knee on top of the ring steps. Um, and then they kind of, you know, staff come out to break things up, and there's some, med- some trainers and stuff that lead Travis Banks up the ramp. 
Devlin drops a promo as Banks is being led backstage saying, I'm the best wrestler in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's better than me. Yeah. Uh, nothing trumps the ace. So I'm assuming so Travis Banks is still probably does not. Maybe he's, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you can like, like, is he, do they still not want him to, to, to fight because he's still like nursing an injury or something? Well, the injury was a shoulder injury. He's already had several matches back since that. Yeah, that's true. I think it was just, they just want Finn to be on the card. Boy, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Sid Scala and Johnny Saint come to the ramp. Um, Sid says, oh, we thought this might happen after what went down earlier today. Mm-hmm. So we have a plan B. So <laughs> yeah. sit tight there, Jordan Devlin. Yeah. And then uh, Finn Balor showed crowd, up. I, dude, that crowd exploded. There's people chanting Finn as soon as Sid Scala and Johnny Saint were on the ramp. Yeah, that crowd exploded. Because I think word got around. I know Waynemaker was talking about it during like the, the tag match. I think even before that, he was saying, yeah, Finn's in town. I mean, I just figured, yeah, he'd be in the crowd. You know, yeah. they do that thing where the WWE superstars are in front row. Like Charlotte, I think, was front yeah, row. Yeah, she was, yeah. Because yeah. both her and Finn were in town for the uh, unveiling of the performance center in London. Right, right, right. So anyways, yeah, they said, uh, yeah, we got a plan B. So then we got uh, Jordan Devlin versus Finn Balor. Uh, this, is, this is a heck of a match, man. Yeah, it was fun. It's funny because a lot of people, you know, are, I, I saw on Twitter anyways, a lot of our friendos out there. We're saying, yeah, why don't they just why don't they let Finn be like this on main roster? Um, it's because of the routine of main roster. Like on Raw, it's just sort of like just go out there and do your thing. Whenever there's like a special match, people will like go. They'll get up for it. They'll yeah. they'll bring that extra intensity. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. Obviously, beyond this being you know the first takeover, NXT UK takeover. Sorry, because um, there was a takeover in in the United Kingdom when Finn was uh, in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm remember, sure it's meant something. Remember what he came out dressed as? Uh, yeah, Jack the Ripper. Demon Jack the Ripper. Yeah. yeah. Um, this probably meant a lot to Finn because he did train Jordan Devlin. Is that kind of a weird thing now that I think about it? Yeah, no. When it happened, we both thought that was kind of weird. Coming out as Jack the Ripper? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know what kind of, like, lore he has from, you know, our perspective. You yeah. know, from the, it's like, it's, I'm not going to say it's romantic, but obviously it's, it's, uh, it's it's not exactly the same as like the Green River Killer, who's like still alive, I think, and he's still like they caught that guy and he's in jail now, right? Something like that. Something like that. Like I feel like he came out as Zodiac. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a little more yeah. That's a little more acceptable because Zodiac is probably long dead, unless he is Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, Zodiac was never caught. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> it was so the Brits they love reveling in some of their more nefarious pasts though. Yeah, that's no, that's I one know. thing I've I told know. you about this. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard. That. I mean, there was a Tower of London. They had the and there's isn't there a, a whole museum dedicated to? So me and Lacey went to like their yeah one of the museums. I think it was like the London Dungeons or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were on honeymoon, but I distinctly remember. And again, I was a kid. My imagination probably got away from me. But like I remember it being. I remember there being. We went on a field trip. And there was like a distinctly disturbing museum that we went to, like showcasing a bunch of like torture devices and like, you know, a bunch of fairly realistic looking. And again, I'm a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you think things like the greatest American hero is awesome. And then you watch yeah, it you again think, and it's think, like, wow, it's think, crap. You think humans could actually fly in that kind right, of stuff. Exactly. Yes. yes well, yes. it wasn't that dumb. But, you know, you go to these things and it's like, oh, my God. So they kind of like to revel in the, how messed up they were back then. Mm-hmm. It was ages ago, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Jack the River was like, wait, 1860? 1800, like yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, this is a fun match. Devlin kicked out of a 1916. That was cool. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Finn had a hell of a time trying to get his uh, coup de grace. Took him like three or four chances. 
couldn't get it off. He tried to go for the the, the drop kick that sets it up, eats a super kick. Yeah. Goes up the rope a couple times, Devlin reverses. Yeah. Can't hit it. Uh, man, Devlin, that ripcord belly to back or, or, or a German suplex type deal he does. Mm-hmm. Man, that looks stiff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he, Finn ate that, kicked out. Uh, Devlin hit the, the circle button for a dirty pin, both feet on the ropes at one point. Finn kicks out. Uh, Devlin goes for a moonsault. A good-looking moonsault, too. Balor gets his knees up, and then uh, he eventually wins with the coup de gras. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good, man. I totally understand the idea of Finn going over. They're not going to have Finn job to Devlin. I mean, he's a main roster guy. He's got to win. But it was a really good showing. A really How strong cool would showing. would it have been, though? That would have been great. It would have been great if, if Devlin Jordan won. Devlin cheated to win or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been good. But then... <laughs> That does a lot more damage to Finn yeah, no. than it does to help Jordan Devlin. Having Devlin lose a really competitive match right, yeah. does wonders for Devlin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Larson's match of the year, Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff. This was this was a fun match. I, dude, I can't. I really wish this would just be their feud. They would just keep on going with it over mm-hmm. who's the monster of NXT, mm-hmm. which is such a goofy feud. Anyways. Oh, it really is. Because like, why is Eddie Dennis so upset about being undefeated after like four matches? <laughs> it's not much of a streak, I'll be honest with you. The entire motivation. Right. Having that too, like Drew McIntyre. Yeah, you're going to lose sometimes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a healthy attitude to have. Well, the bigger problem Eddie Dennis has is that somebody else is referred to as a monster. Eddie Dennis is the least looking monster. I can name off the top of my head four other guys in NXT UK who look visually more monstrous. Even Zach Gibson has a more monstery face than Wild Eddie Dennis. Wild Boar is more monstrous, and he's half the height of he's Eddie Dennis. He's probably most like top monster yeah. in NXT UK. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, Mastiff kind of looks monstery. All sorts of dudes look more monstery. Eddie Dennis is like the, like literally his backstory is he's a school principal or headmaster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that's his backstory. He's just a yeah, no- normal dude who gave up on his dream, but then he really didn't. And yeah. He really revisited that. Yeah, I know. He just looks like tall, you know, like we've said before. Like his, you, his hair is really well put together. It's all proper. Yeah. It's very, he's very preppy. Outside he's of the ring, he preppy. dresses pretty well. Yeah, he's very preppy. Yeah, there, I don't see there's nothing really monstrous, monstrous about him. him. No, he's just lanky dude. Other than he's just tall. Yeah. That being said, you know who are we to question the man's motivations? Oh yeah, killer DQ match between him and Dave Mastiff. Yeah, it was fun. It was to the point. Um, pretty early on, Eddie Dennis, they're brawling all around the ring and stuff. Eddie Dennis goes in the ring, produces a kendo stick, hits Mastiff with it, and, and then proceeds to pull back. The padding ringside, mm-hmm. exposing some sort of parquet or wood floor underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, though, uh, Mastiff had got the ring steps, put him in the ring. Um, Dennis somehow catches Mastiff in like a body slam position, swings him around, kind of like Cass's finisher, the East River Crossing. Yeah. Hits yeah. that on the ring steps. Yeah, that was good. That was a pretty impressive feat of strength. Yeah. Um, then Eddie Dennis gets a chair. Um, he hits a razor's edge on Mastiff. I guess usually he does, he does like a razor's edge buckle bomb type deal, but mm-hmm. he, the story was that he could get him up. He couldn't walk all the way across the ring. Then Eddie Dennis gets the table, gets set up in the corner. Um, they start brawling on the floor again. Dave Mastiff hits a rolling senton on the exposed floor. Um, Ma- uh, sorry, Eddie Dennis hits his finisher, but Mastiff kicks out. Um, and then uh, Mastiff hits a German suplex. Eddie Dennis is selling it. Mastiff hits a cannonball and puts Eddie Dennis through the table. For the win. Yes. Dave Mastiff, still undefeated. The true monster of NXT the UK. The actual monster of yes. NXT UK. So that's good. After that, we saw a couple additions to the NXT UK uh, women's division. Kaylee Ray 
and uh, uh, Jazzy Gabert. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jazzy had a great showing in the first May Young Classic. She got yeah. she got over super super big with and the fans. She was offered a contract, but during the physical, um, they found some sort of neck injury. Yeah, that she had to get fixed before potentially signing a deal. And two years later, it happened, or a year and a half later, it happened. Yeah, which she is got great. it fixed, and uh, yeah, she's been performing for a little while since then. So yeah, she's back in NXT UK. I think it's fantastic. That yeah, she's great. Her. That's great. And then Kaylee Ray, I've seen a couple of her matches. She's great. She too. was in the first May Young Classic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all good stuff. Love to see it. I love. They're really. They, those are those are really really strong names. Mm-hmm. So I love that they're loading up with just like quality talent. You know. Yeah, I know. It's like Walter and Jazzy Gabriel and Kaylee Ray. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, before we continue, here's a word from our sponsor for Hymns. Dot com. Hey, Larson. What? Two out of three men start losing their hair by the age of 35. And if you're noticing a receding hairline or a bald spot, would you rather try odd solutions or worse yet, do nothing or turn to science and medicine? With 4 you can get your hands on well-known generic equivalents to brand name pres- prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Larson, tell me, do you need what? to waste time sitting around a waiting room just to go in for an awkward doctor's visit? To get yourself some hymns? No, no, not at all. Hymns offers real doctors and medical grade solutions to deal with hair loss. Just go for to forhims.com, answer a few questions, and a doctor will look over your order and bam, products are shipped directly to your door. It's that easy. And right now, going in raw listeners can get a trial months of hymns for only five dollars while supplies last. Go to forhims.com slash G-I-R. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash G-I-R. This would cost you hundreds if you went to a pharmacy or the doctor. Again, we'd like to thank 4hims.com for sponsoring today's episode, and you're really helping out going in raw by going to 4hims.com slash G-I-R. After that, we had for the NXT UK Women's Championship, Tony Storm, the challenger versus champion Rhea Ripley. This, this especially early on, really felt like a fight. Yeah, I know. That's what I liked about it. It had the right amount of sloppiness to it. Yeah. It had a, yeah, you're right. It was a bit on the sloppy side, but I think that it just made sense for the story. It was a really good story match. That's what I liked about it. Um, because, yeah, these two were just going at it, and uh, it was pretty physical. Yes, physical. Um, at one point, uh, toward, like the latter half of the match, first half was just them beating the heck out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea Ripley uh, puts Tony in that uh, inverted clover leaf she's been doing. Tony reverses it into an ankle lock. Uh, Rhea gets to the ropes. Um, then uh, Tony Storm kicked out of Riptide. Yeah, first time that's happened. Yeah. Uh, and then Tony hits a headbutt, hits a Storm Zero, Rhea kicks out. Ooh. And then the finish saw Tony Storm reverses a Riptide into a Storm Zero. She picked up the W, new champion. Yeah. This was this was a necessity right here, man. Yeah. Rhea, but Rhea Ripley is so good. Yeah. She is so good. Um, but if, if Tony didn't pick up this title, it's like, okay, well, what does she do at that point? Mm-hmm. So, um, that should, that should be, that should be fun. It's going to be interesting dynamic now that Jazzy's in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kind of feel like the potential's there to her there to be some overlap because Rhea, she, you know, she's so, so physically imposing. Oh, you think they're going to book Jazzy as a heel? I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, Jazzy, she's, she's pretty ripped too yeah that's gonna be a hell of a feud oh you mean when they oh yeah i I don't know if if there's gonna be some overlap in terms of if they do book jazzy as a heel they're gonna have two jacked imposing heels Mm -hmm. carrying the top of the women's division there yeah i don't know if there'd be a redundancy i just want to see those two fight oh that'd be great fight 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 yeah 
I think I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting given the the kind of response uh, Jazzy got at the May the first May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of surprised if they book her as a heel, just because people like her so much. Like, yeah, people are gonna want. It's kind of like it's probably like a little bit like Walter. It's like somebody like that that's so big and imposing. It's like you just kind of root for him, you know. Well, especially when Walter can turn people's chest in the hamburger. I wonder how. I mean, I know that they did a taping and, and there was like footage that came out with him doing that. I wonder how far they're actually gonna let him go. I want, I'm guessing they'll let him chop. How he chops? It's not going to be like a PCO thing. Though. No, but I don't think like he's going to be dropping hundreds of chops on someone's chest. I mean, there's plenty of times on main roster, like like Daniel Bryan at the Greatest Royal Rumble, his chest was hamburger. His chest was nasty. Yeah, so they let them do that from time uh, to time. Finn had a match against Drew, where his chest looked pretty bad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to let him do stuff. Uh, then we had our main event: Joe Coffey versus Pete Dunne for the NXT UK Championship. I liked early on this match that Pete Dunne uh, hit a forearm. The forearm that usually lays out everybody on Joe Coffey, and he no-sold it completely. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. He's, he just stared at Pete Dunne. like, oh, okay, really, that's all you got? That's good setting up, like, over, you know, everybody yeah. well, sells that form, even the, in regular yes, NXT. Exactly, it's the, it's the story of this is the one guy that Pete Dunne has faced so far that is, is physically imposing and strong enough to outlast a major part of his offense. yeah. Yeah. So pretty much the story was Pete Dunn doing his technical joint manipulation submission stuff while Joe Coffey was trying to outmuscle. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it. And then they couldn't figure out that top rope spot. Yeah, they tried that twice. They tried it twice. And both times I got scared to heck because... Was, was there supposed to be a situation where like Pete Dunn eventually... I was trying to figure out what it would be. Because his finish now is is kind of like the... The, the the top mounted triangle thing and doing the finger stuff mm-hmm. that's always won the last few matches yeah so were they supposed to transition directly from that from the top rope spot maybe he was supposed to because uh, didn't he he hit a bitter end to set up the submission at the very at the very end, the yeah, very end. Joe, yeah he had a bitter end coffee kicked out I'm, I'm assuming coffee was supposed to set Pete Dunn up for a top rope move Dunn was maybe supposed to reverse it into like a top rope bitter end I don't even know how that's possible me neither, but they figure it out. I mean, oh, honestly, it's just like get into somewhat what looks like the position and then just yeah, yeah, throw yeah. them off and then into that. But like after that second time, oh, God, <laughs> like, especially coffee. He had to, he like the first one is he just hit, did like a, just a flat back bump on the floor. He the just top fell. Yeah. 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 And then you can tell the ref was like. By the second one, all right, we'll just get in there. Well, the first time they finish. missed it, then Pete Dunn picks up Joe Coffey and is talking to him for a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Trying to yeah. lay out a new finish to yeah. lead up to that spot again. Right, yeah, exactly. But then when they missed it the second time, they just, all right, back in the ring, bitter end, kick out. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. Uh, but no, otherwise, it was a really, really fun match. Why don't you go through some of these moves here? Um, as I mentioned, uh, Coffey no-sold that Pete Dunn for him early on. It really kind of set up the, the vibe of the match. Um, they're brawling outside. Um, Coffee hits a power slam on Pete Dunn on the ramp, um, and they start really selling that Pete Dunn's lower back or back has been compromised. So mm-hmm. someone Coffee really starts working that over. Um, back breakers, body slams, uh, elbows to the back. Um, uh, Dunn responds with the form, and that one Coffee sells. Mm-hmm. So Pete Dunn's chipping away, um, and then Pete Dunn hits bitter the bitter end, but Coffee kicks out. Um, action moves to the apron where Coffee hits a sit-down powerbomb. Um, back in the ring, Pete Dunn kicks out of 
They one thing I like about Joe Coffee is they try to make the build to his finish kind of interesting. Where there'll be a bunch of like a false attempts at it, and eventually yeah, he'll yeah, hit yeah. it. Yeah. This yeah. happened here. We hit a clothesline, but Pete Dunn kicked out. Um, this was an uh, interesting spot where Pete Dunn has Joe Coffee in a triangle. Coffee picks him up, tosses him on the top rope, and then climbs up to the top himself. He kind of just throws him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Coffee himself goes for a bitter end. Uh, Pete Dunn reverses it to a DDT. Um, again, Pete Dunn hits another bitter end, but he's so de- you know wiped out from the what happened in the match t- up to that point. He can't make the pin. Uh, instantly, Coffee rolls out of the way. Um, and then yeah, the first botch on the top rope where they're trying to do something. Uh, it looked like coffee slipped mm-hmm. and just fell straight back on well, the on just, the, the ring bats. Like it, it, it sort of just illustrates <clears throat> just how much balance you really need. Oh yeah, I mean, you see, even dudes who are expert at it, been doing it forever, they get up there and you just you see like how careful they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure these guys did this probably more than a couple times in practice, you mm-hmm. know, in preparation for the mm-hmm. match. But when you get up there and you're in the in the heat of it with a thousand eyes. Man, two thousand nine staring at you. You know, I mean, what 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 coffee did? I imagine exactly what I would do. You know, you just get up there and ah! I know, you know, uh, because that's what happened. It's like, oh god, and then you just fall and hope to God you don't hurt yourself. So Pete Dunn picks him up because he just Pete Dunn falls in the ring. Um, he rolls out. He starts talking to Joe Coffee for a while as he picks him up. Uh, coffee hits his finisher on the floor. Um, back in the ring, he kind of hit something like a bitter end, but not quite. And Pete Dunn kicks out. Again, they go the top rope. Um, Coffee this time, I don't know if he falls again or what, but this time pulls Pete Dunn down with him. Yeah. Um, both hit the floor. Um, back in the ring, Coffee hit, kicks out another bitter end. And then Pete Dunn, like I said, does the top mounted triangle thing, works over the fingers. Joe Coffee taps. Pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I thought it was a phenomenal. The crowd at one point uh, were chanting, "Are you watching Vince McMahon? Are you watching Vince McMahon?" A Apparently, point, he was a point that uh, yeah, he tweeted out that he did, and it was awesome. And then uh, is that really Vince or a Vince bot? I mean, it, may, it might be a personal uh, personal assistant. Yeah, nobody's tweeting out nothing from his account without his express, you know, dictation. Yeah, I dictate this. <laughs> yes, I watch hashtag. NXT UK takeover. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> um, and then uh, apparently Razdi, the uh, the in a little interviewer guy, I didn't see this, but he was doing the the Facebook live Q and A thing. I think yeah. with Triple H. Yeah. And he asked him. He said, "So uh, a lot of people are chanting for Vince McMahon." And then Triple H cut him off and said, "I like you. I want to keep your job. I want you to keep your job, or something like that." He just cut him off. Um. So yeah, yeah. Then uh, Walter comes to the ring. Yeah. And uh, Coffee tried to get in the mix. Uh, he's a boot from Walter. Yeah. So he's out of the mix now. Stare down Walter and Pete Dunn. They pose off. End show. I just, my, my thing is, man, yeah. I think, number one, this, the ratings are super, are, are really good on the network ratings. Like, you can see him every, like, the newsletter has, like. Yeah, know, yeah, the yeah, top, the rankings, yeah. The top ten rated shows on the network every week. UK is always really strong. I think last week was, like, number one. Like, one of the episodes was number one. Hmm. Um, that might have been the week when they had that actually could have been the week where NXT had a clip show. Oh, it could be then. Um, but still, I mean, the fact that that was able to zoom up to number one, it's not like it's two or five live or anything like that. Yeah. 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 It always does really, really strong. And I just think that, you know, the UK especially really, really likes 
really likes all those talents they they've used to they are used to seeing them over the past couple of years. So it's not like it's just British strong style that's keeping them there um, or that's keeping the rating strong. Yeah. So it's like they can afford to be building guys like Devlin and Coffee to like a a main title type scene. But then if they want, maybe they want that whoever's holding that UK title to to flirt with regular NXT as well. Yeah, I think that's part of it. To have more stakes. And if that's the case, then yeah, you need a guy like Pete Dunne. You need a guy like Walter. But I kind of do feel like it's at the the expense of the rest of NXT Oh, it totally is. It totally is. And that's a bummer to me. I think those guys deserve I think they put in such great work. That's one of the things NXT does really well is that anybody, you know, in the top half of the card can be inserted into the title picture and it's believable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting they're taking a more main roster approach seemingly to the United Kingdom territory. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have some questions to get to in a little bit, but first you got up, some little news bits first. Little news bits. Trevor Lee, one of my one of our favorite uh, oh, he's great. indie wrestlers, is heading to WWE. After weeks of rumors, Trevor Lee confirmed that he's going to the WWE. He addressed the crowd at a CWF mid-Atlantic show and made the announcement saying, quote, this week I was no longer a free agent because I signed a contract to the WWE. He didn't say when he'd show up in WWE, but he's going to be defending his CWF mid-Atlantic title on February 2nd. I believe it's going to be a six-pack challenge. Correct. Yeah, so easy. That's a good protected loss for him. No, no bumps for him to yeah, take. Yeah, no, he might not even take a pin. Yeah. Um, interesting he chose WWE, considering his path is probably the 205 Live. Um, versus all elite wrestling, where the potential would be there for him to have a much larger role, or sorry, a larger role potentially. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because she does not go on a two hundred five live. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. ACH is probably, you think ACH is heading to a file? Like, the next couple of months for 205 Live are going to be interesting. Yeah, let's get to this news because this they is really interesting. Are. Speaking of 205 Live, 205 Live is moving to a, a new time slot. It's old time slot. Uh, WWE announced on Twitter and issued a press release um, about the move saying, quote, beginning this Tuesday, January 15th, that's tomorrow, uh, 205 Live returns to its original day and time, Tuesday nights at 10, 9 central, streaming live on the award-winning WWE Network. The episode will also be replayed Wednesday at 7, 6 central, followed by new episodes of WWE, NXT, and NXT UK. So rather than just completely ditch the Wednesday time slot, they're doing both. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long that's going to last. Like if they're moving it back to Tuesdays live and then going to replay it Wednesdays at this current, sorry, previous time slot, if that's just kind of like a transitional phase or if they're going to continue doing it. Well, I mean, it's just, they're just running a rerun at yeah. that point. So I don't know. I don't think, I wouldn't look too deep into the fact that they're replaying it on Wednesday. They're just, they have programming. Might as well like put it on both times to try to get more exposure for the show. Um, so Cedric Alexander tweeted about it. I'm not sure he's exactly thrilled. Um, t- uh, saying, quote, I seem to find out a lot of things through Twitter first these days in response to the announcement. Back to killing it after SmackDown, I guess. I wonder what, yeah, I wonder what else, yeah. <laughs> I guess did he find out the, the first time that it was going to be on Wednesdays Maybe. instead of Tuesdays Here's live. the major thing, though, because it seemed like there was more of a crowd and they were more into the show when they were taping it before SmackDown. Now it's going to be on after SmackDown live. Is it going to be the same situation where half the crowd leaves and those who remain are kind of worn out from SmackDown? I don't know, man. That's my concern. I don't know. Because it seemed like from a crowd perspective, they were kind of finally getting into it. At least more so than they had prior to the move to Wednesdays. Yeah. What they really need to do is just do like a full sale type venue for 205 Live. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm so like, I the, the matches are so great. It's a it's a really wonderful show. If it doesn't cost them anything extra to to like, you know, air it, then, you know, I think we look. Here's the thing, man. We've already seen there's a path from 205 Live to main roster. It's a bit more rarefied air than NXT, perhaps. Mm-hmm. If you're going from one to the other, but there's a path to get there. Like Lucha House Party. All those guys are on Raw. Obviously, Mustafa Ali, huge, huge deal for him and us to go to SmackDown. So we see that. We see that there's a there's a line there. Trevor Lee, Trevor Lee, in my opinion, is the kind of guy who his he's such a force of personality. It would kind of surprise me if he landed on 205 Live for more than just a cup of coffee, maybe. Like, look at Leo Rush. That dude's all personality. And he found his way to Raw because there was a, a good fit for him though. there. Yeah, but he's got matches there, and he still has matches on 205 Live. Occasionally. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I totally I, – I, you know, you talk about AEW. They're, they're not even on TV yet. All they have are, like, three shows scheduled. Yeah. So, But they also have, like, ten people on the roster. So if Trevor Lee was the 11th, he would have 
By the time they get the TV, they're going to have a lot more than that. Fifteen. <laughs> so I think this is I think this is great for him. I don't know. Maybe he'll go to NXT. I don't know where a dude like Trevor Lee fits in, but I think he's that dude is great. Oh, I, I like, like Trevor Lee so really a lot. Good. Yeah, he's fantastic. And I have faith that like regardless of where he lands, like that was the thing about Leo Rush. I I, I don't know if I was ever really like, oh man, that guy's going to end up buried anywhere because he's he's really really good. And the bottom line is the guys who are really, really good, they're going to end up in a, in a decent spot, you know? Like, we've talked about this before. Like, who is really, really good? I can name, I can name one act on main roster that's really, really good that I feel they're not really where they should be. Who? Uh, Canellis. Sanity. Yeah, Sanity's good. Sanity's good. I mean the club, but look at them. They've got Botch Club, so they're happy right now. Well, they're not where they should. They probably should be on <laughs> in the from a wrestling perspective. Yeah, but those are like those. Those are two acts. Those are two acts. And I think it was, hopefully they'll put once Nikki Cross comes around, maybe they'll maybe they'll put Sanity wherever she goes. They'll go. We'll see. And even if they and even it's three high profile managers for Nikki Cross, that's at least some TV time. Hopefully. There's just I think I guess my point is like I don't know people on people in WWE. There we haven't reached the point yet. Where there's all sorts of like, oh man, where's this guy gonna go? I guess we'll just, you know, when it happens, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. at some point you think it happened, like with all the talent in NXT, like two years from now, what the heck, what are they gonna do two I years from no now? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but I guess I'll just worry about that two years from now. That seems to be there. That's what that's what WWE does. We'll we'll worry about that problem yeah. when it when we'll, it happens. We'll sign up everybody and worry about how to utilize them. Utilize them. Like, you too lot. Utilize, Utilize them. them. Can't talk this morning. Sorry. Use them. Just you say use, use them. them. There you go. Uh, next, we got a brief little update on the Vince biopic that's seemingly been in development for 10 years. Uh, PW Insider has this update, and they're saying about this movie called Pandemonium, quote, PW Insider has confirmed that a new draft of the film, currently titled Pandemonium, mm-hmm. has been completed and was sent to WWE executives, including Vince McMahon, for feedback last month. Last year, Bradley Cooper had been offered the role of Vince in the TriStar Pictures production, which would tell a version of the life story of WB's chairman and CEO. Can they just say my note? Fictionalized version. Yeah. Um, We had been told late last year, sorry, last year, that Cooper had been awaiting an updated version of the film screenplay before making a decision on whether to take on the role. There is no word whether uh, he is still in the mix for the film or not. Is that movie of his? Did he get Stars did, Born? Did they uh, did they announce Oscar nominations yet? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Did he get Lady any? Lady Gaga won a Critics' Choice Award last night for my wife. Did was they watching do the that one gl- Golden Globes? Yeah. Yes, they did. Did that get nominated? They got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Yes. Did he get nominated for director? I think so. He ain't gonna play Vince then, unless it's like a big big deal. Unless he directs it too. <laughs> a Star is Born too. The I Vince know. McMahon story. I know. A Vince is born. <laughs> a Vince. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's a he's a big big deal now, and he was a big deal back when this started. But he's a big big deal now. Yeah, he's a much larger deal now that mm-hmm. especially if he's Academy Award nominated director. Yeah, man. Once the once those actors once they get a little bit of gold for directing stuff, like didn't Affleck didn't one of his movies get like uh didn't wait. Didn't an Affleck movie get like some sort of critical acclaim? Like yeah, people like the, uh, the Argo. Argo. Oh, Argo won Oscar. That's right. Yeah, I think won Best Picture. That's right. Yeah. Even though he didn't get nominated for Best Director. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that one. Then he was a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. 
Then he's all like maybe disgruntled to playing Batman. Yeah. God, I hope they replace him with uh, Gyllenhaal. That'd be great. You know who would make a great Batman? Kylo Ren. That'd be interesting. Oh, man, I could see it. That'd be killer. It was like they went with like a younger Batman. Yeah. Oh, man. What's his name? Adam Driver? Yes. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, he's great. Last Jedi might be my favorite Star Wars movie, man. Let's talk about Raw. Yeah, let's talk about Raw. It's on tonight. So we thought uh, Dean and Seth might be done. Guess not. First item here on Raw Preview, rivalries converge at Intercontinental Championship triple threat match after pitting Dean Ambrose in this Monday night six-man tag team match. An increasingly aggressive Seth Rollins earned Intercontinental Championship earned an Intercontinental Championship that per Triple H would be a false can anywhere match. I feel like there should be a match, Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, you're right. That is correct. Taking full advantage of the lenient stipulation, the architect battered the self-proclaimed moral compass to WWE all over the arena, even ambushing his foe before the match. After hitting Ambrose with a stomp, that would have won the bout. However, Bobby Lashley, who had brawled with the Kingslayer as Raw went on the air, hit the ring and mercilessly pummeled the would-be Intercontinental Champion. After Ambrose scored the pinfall, the Almighty One continued the brutality by driving Rollins through a table. Mm -hmm. This coming Monday on Raw, Rollins will once again have a chance to reclaim Team Red's workhorse title, but he'll need to battle both Ambrose and Lashley in a triple threat match. Who will walk into WWE Royal Rumble event as Intercontinental Champion? Dean Ambrose. Uh, Dean Ambrose. The answer is Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, Next, the Boss and Rowdy One face common enemies. Embodying everything WWE's fresh start, fresh choice under the McMahon family stands for, Sasha Banks seized opportunity this past Monday night, challenging Nia Jax for the right to challenge Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship at Royal Rumble event. With best friend Bailey neutralizing the threat of Tamina at ringside, the boss handled her business with the irresistible force, making her foe tap out to the bank statement. As their title bout looms, Banks and Rousey must join forces to face Jax and Tamina in tag team action on Raw. Can they coexist, given what awaits on January 27th in Phoenix? Is Braun Strowman truly ready for Brock Lesnar? (laughs) Oh, another, please, another split screen promo this time. (laughs) Hear me find my place real fast. Okay. After does, suffering does a shattered right elbow, make his mouth jealous because it's got crap in his all the poop that's mouth. Out of it. After suffering suffering a shattered right elbow back in November and undergoing surgery, Braun Strowman officially competes for the first time since his injury at WWE Royal Rumble event, uh, challenging Brock Lesnar for Universal Championship. The monster among men came to Raw this past Monday night to throw down with the Beast incarnate, but Lesnar refused to give Strowman or the WWE Universe the fight they wanted. Despite what he says, is the recovering monster truly ready for a trip to Suplex City? Strowman has suffered defeat to Lesnar before, probably will again, and given his condition, the behemoth seems to be uh, at a rarely seen disadvantage. How is he preparing for the challenge that lies ahead? Is this is that is that the story they're going to tell for is his that, loss? Is that Braun's going to come back too soon and he's not ready? That's like the worst thing you could do for a monster. Monsters aren't supposed to really care about pain or recovery. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like, came back too soon. Doctor says I'm not ready yet, but I ignored him. <laughs> like, uh, be a monster and chew that arm off, right. and then fight. Exactly. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Wouldn't be the first time they did no favors to Braun via his booking. Yeah, I, I still wonder, man. Is that an, is that a backstage attitude thing? I don't know. I've got attitude problems. <laughs> I didn't show up for the stand up. 
The Revival Conspiracy continues. Truth Exposed. Truth Exposed Revival Conspiracy. 2018 wasn't kind to the Revival, and 2019 isn't going any differently for Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. One week after Rock Town. You see their weird Twitter exchange with uh, Maria Kanellis and Matt Taven? Oh, after the Revival accused the Kingdom of Stealing their moves. Oh, okay. What did Maria say? I, there, well, there was something. Wait, so who? I think it was Scott Dawson called out the kingdom for, I don't know what moves it was. I well, I think the Shatter Machine. Oh, the kingdom's doing that now? I think. But then there was something about stealing spray tanner from the WWE tryouts or something. And then and then Maria got into the mix. I didn't understand a lick of it. Weird. But it was very weird. I was like, wait, are they, are they joking around? Is that awkward? I mean, Mike Bennett used to be the leader of the kingdom. Right, yeah. That's why I figured, I think she was coming to their defense. I don't know, man. Everybody's weird. Wrestlers are weird. One week after Raw Tag Team Champions Bobby Roode and Chad Gable held on to their titles after the wrong member of the Revival was pinned, a rematch ended in controversy when Gable scored the uno, dos, tres on Dawson, even though the top guy's foot was on the rope, a tactic that should have broken up the pin. But again, bad refereeing. Following two controversial defaults in so many uh, in so many weeks, defeats, sorry, in so many weeks, the Revival claim there's a conspiracy against them. And really, can you blame them? No. No. Sorry, I was looking No, you continue that. I'll do this last one. Right. Royal Rumble matches take shape. Uh, the fields for both the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches are already getting crowded, with Raw superstars like Cena, Rollins, Elias, Bailey, and the Riot Squad revealing they, were, they will complete, compete, my goodness gracious, in their respective over-the-top contests. Who else will declare for a Royal Rumble match where a title opportunity at WrestleMania will be earned through grit, determination, and no small amount of stamina? Don't miss Monday Night Raw Live at 8, 7 Central on USA Network. So, I don't know. So, Can Dash Wilder tweeted, Hey, Matt Taven, decent executed with a gif of a shatter machine by the kingdom. Yeah. Hey, Matt Taven, decent execution, even better considering how many messages you sent Dawson begging him to take down the tweet about you stealing tanning lotion while at a WWE tryout. Steeler's going to steal. And then Maria tweeted, I've made a lot of mistakes and had to pay dearly for them. I don't know what you're trying to prove, but I know from experience that our business is a very small world. Be careful who you step on uh, on the way up the ladder because they will be the same people you pass on the way down. It seems like like Dash was like having a laugh. Yeah. Maybe. And then Maria seemed like she might have taken it seriously. <laughs> what do you think Mike Bennett feels about all that? I don't know. He does a lot of like uh, uh, impromptu motivational speeches on his Instagram. Yeah. And on his Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. So that's good. Yeah. I want to get him off 205 Live, man. I like them. I think they're great. But if they're taking all this business too seriously, they just need to ease, ease up. Those long road drives. Maybe they're just too much for people. I don't know. Spray tan, huh? <laughs> Stole some spray tan. It seems like a, this is some like rib they have backstage, you know. It seems, yeah, I think so. Who knows? Like when the revival and the Young Bucks were going at it. Yeah, like, we all know they just want to fight. They just yeah. want to have some fun matches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maria. Anyways, you you did this last one, right? The Royal Rumble matches. I sure it. did. All right. I butchered it. I good. butchered it. Good. So I've been uh, butchering it pretty much everything I've been reading today. Uh, Super chats. The tear. Walter versus Osprey was a recently good match. You have to check that out. Noon Mountain thoughts on Humberto Carrillo. He's great. Oh man, he's fantastic. Hopefully, he is in the World's Collide tournament. It'd be a good showcase for his skills, dude. If he ends up, yeah, man, put him on two hundred five live mm-hmm. for people not to watch. I don't know what to do about that. Like, it didn't get good ratings on Wednesday, even though you're right, the crowds were better. They were more into yeah, it. I don't know what they're doing with that show. I mean, I don't know what you can do with that show. You can move it to a better venue. 
but that's that costs money. I think right now it's free. How do you make it? How do you make it must see and free for WWE? Well, it's it's well, I was there's like three things you can have in a film production: fast, good, and cheap. You get two of the three. Well, you know it's good, and it's cheap. <laughs> so, can, so yeah. Sammy Garcia, does Vince watching TakeOver mean anything for creative on Raw and SmackDown? No. Doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean... Uh, no, absolutely not. L.A. Reid, 94-49. First time seeing Eddie Dennis. He's fantastic. Jason Dwyer, here's some money for being an awesome inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Woo Woo Kid, thank you for all the content. Too sweet and a hearty sh- handshake, friendos. Thank you. Uh, the Grappling Gamer. Oh, this thing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, let's see here. I got some questions here on. I'm gonna do the Discord really quick. All right. Uh, we got some on Twitter. I can go. I can go there. Yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah, I put up a thread on the All Twitter. Right, I'll do that. Um. Oh, Rob Mustick. Can't make it to the stream because I start school today. So going in raw, what wrestlers would be the best and worst substitute teachers? Eddie, I think Eddie Dennis would be the best. Oh yeah, he's got experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun would be one of the worst because like he'd be intimidating, but then he'd botch like a history lesson, and then like the kids would immediately lose all intimidation factor. There. Yeah, I know. They would just start making fun of him. Uh, Kristen Harwood say Walter was to take the UK Championship off Dunn. Do you think it should be done to take it back? Or Dunn goes to Maine and someone else takes it from Walter and who? In WB or someone else who hasn't joined the brand yet. So if Pete Dunn, when Pete Dunn loses that title, he's on to something else. Whether it's NXT Prime or main roster, he's not. He need They revisiting. need to shuffle him along. Like I yeah, said, yeah. man, I, I honestly don't think that. I think that the British, the, the UK crowd, they know all those guys and gals there. And that's the draw. It isn't one guy. It's not British strong style. I think everybody there, that's the draw. Having the NXT UK and all those great matches and stuff, Jordan Devlin's a draw. I think all those guys are draws for, mm-hmm. for the UK crowd. I think it's a strong, deep lineup. Um, and British strong style, Mustache Mountain, they need to move on. Yes. They need to have a rematch maybe for those titles, not win them, and then move over to SmackDown or NXT Prime or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Because, man, come on now. Uh, Ryan Supernova, do you think the way they use Finn at TakeOver should be how they use all underutilized talents? They did the same thing with Tyler Breeze months back in NXT TV. I'd like to see more of it. I'm sure Finn was at TakeOver because they just want to make the, the first TakeOver a little bit more special. Sure, yeah. No, absolutely. Give a little more star power. And that's, I mean, that's the cool thing about WWE. That's the cool thing about WWE. That's, I mean, when you have that much talent and the WWE, they're, they're, they're fine throwing that talent around here and there, you know, mm-hmm. for special moments mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was great. Uh, let's see here. And I still don't think, I don't, look, man, we all want Finn to be universal champion. I get that. I just don't think he's underutilized. I think they always they always he, make he, him out to be a big deal. He uh, said in an interview recently that now that he's actually won the Universal Championship credit, only had it for a day, that titles aren't as huge a deal to him anymore. I mean, the fact that I would I would imagine it's incredibly validating that they said, "Man, we like you so much, we're going to put that brand new title on you." And then you know, yeah, he got injured and, and he had to, and that was a bummer. But it's like, man, he had it. They did it. Mm-hmm. They had that faith in you. And he sells a ton of merch. Mm-hmm. People love him. 
and uh, gives them a huge platform. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, look, every, and it's, it's, it's heartening, I guess. Everybody loves Finn, and they all want him to have the Universal <laughs> Championship. Uh, post a picture on Twitter of him saying, uh, going from Blackpool to Memphis for Raw, and it's him napping like on a train or plane, oh. and he's dreaming of the Universal Championship. So <laughs> That was good. But no, man, I, hey, give him the Intercontinental Championship at Mania. AJ Rods, do you agree that only Eddie Dennis can dethrone future champ Walter? <laughs> I mean, you know, in my world, yes. He's, he's the only guy who's been able to dethrone anybody in my heart. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jay Bell. Yeah, Jay, Jay Bell here. That's a good point. This is exactly what I'm, what I'm echoing here. He says, why do we as fans only recognize those with titles as being successful? Sometimes I hear the moans and groans of people and wonder how many titles are needed so you think your guy can be over. Case in point, Finn has not been buried. <laughs> I agree with no, that. No, he should man. have all the titles, man. I mean, look, he should have all the titles. Yes, I understand. He should be the real rock and roll. He should have all the titles. If he's not, he's underutilized. I know, I know. Uh, okay, Fabe, on fight, how often do you think uh, NXT UK should have takeovers? Uh, quarterly. Yeah, quarterly. Quarterly. Yeah, quarterly. Uh, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr., with Finn Balor showing up at NXT UK TakeOver this past weekend, do you think it's possible he could challenge for the UK Championship at Mania to bring the belt and brand some more notoriety? That'd feel like a step down for him. Yeah. That'd feel like a couple steps down for him. Yeah. Walter's going to win that title probably around Mania-ish at the next uh, UK TakeOver. Sean Lathrop, which group will be talked about more? Did you see this? Juice Robinson's lifeblood? Is or that Jay White's Is, is that a Ring of Honor thing or a New Japan thing? Ring of Honor. Juice Robinson has a, a faction of his featuring some new names to uh, to Ring of Honor, including uh, Haskins. Uh, well, Emma's back. Tennille Dashwood's back, and then a couple other people. I forget who off the top of my and head. Juice is a leader. Yeah, and it's I don't know, man. It seems so thrown together. Why is Mark Haskins in there? I don't know. He's way too cool for it. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> He's what, if you're all the, you keep on reading questions. Uh, John Adams, where's where's WWE's next performance center going to be located? Either in uh, Japan or Mexico. Here it is. Here they are. Uh, Juice, Tennille, Mark Haskins. Oh, Dave Finley, Tracy Williams, and Bandito. Yeah, that's thrown together. That's, <laughs> Tagu- that's Taguchi Japan and Ring of Honor. That's what that is. <laughs> Like this is not, and I, dude, I can't stand the. Ju- Actually, take juice out of it, and I'd, I'd buy it. <laughs> right? Yes, I agree with that completely. Have Mark, Mark Haskins be the leader. Take Finley out. Take Juice out. Actually, Finley's not. I don't mind Finley because yeah. at least you know, in terms of like his packaging, it fits. Yeah, but dude, this this clown gear that Juice wears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into it, man. I'm why is it? Why is the dude wearing a slow wolf pack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Jay Sean Lawrence, do you guys think Finn will win the Rumble and go on to face Brian at Mania? Like Bandito should be leading the crew. Look at him. I think it's great. Oh man, he looks great. He's that's fantastic. Talk about great packaging. <laughs> anyway, so uh, who do you think? Are, hold on, go back to the question. Who do you think people are going to be talking about more? This thrown together Bullet weird Club. ring of honor. <laughs> Bullet Club still has that logo. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Finn's going to win the Rumble. It's going to be Seth winning the Rumble. Uh, fan of the man, better venue, Empress Ballroom at Blackpool, Full Sail, or the Manhattan Center? Um, I mean, in terms of the venue, it's which one do I want to go to most? Which one do I want to send? It's Blackpool. 
need a larger sample size from Blackpool to make that determination. Like full sale, week in and week out, it's pretty hot. Yeah, man. And we have the insider Karen there too. Yes, Kai Highwell. Uh, this fin reminded me of Prince Devitt. I mean, he had a little more. Uh, he wasn't like making. Up. He wasn't making. But he wasn't doing this at all. He wasn't doing fake executions. That's in the Prince Devitt right there. That's Devitt. Um, he did at least seem to have a little more oomph to him, though. Well, yeah, absolutely. This was probably a bunch of fun for him. Uh, <laughs> what a great question. We'll end on this one from Bork Laser. If Walter were to get a tag team partner like every other NXT UK wrestler, oh, good question. who should his partner be? Eddie Dennis. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to get a partnerless. I wonder if they're going to put a Marcel Bartel and uh Fabian Eichner with Walter. Oh, that'd be cool. Cause Walter and, 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 uh, Marcel, yeah. Axel Dieter. Yeah. You know, they had their thing in WXW. Sure. So. sure. so I've heard. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Put them with Walter. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, $1 and up patrons. Stay tuned. We'll be going live shortly. Yeah, 10 minutes or so. Let me do all this stuff right here. There's some music for you. There's some music for you. Yeah, about 10, 15 minutes we'll be going live. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.